millennial kids' parents as a whole did a terrible job raising us. Oh, Ooh. facts. So talk they, about it. They, millennials' parents, we pretty much raise ourselves. Most of us raise ourselves and we raise our siblings along the way because Watching most Zach of Morris. our most yeah. of our parents <laughs> <laughs> because most of our parents were so busy getting to it mm-hmm. that we were left to learn most of the stuff by ourselves mm-hmm. like either pursuing further education to get a promotion at work or putting more time at work or something like that to where they weren't always readily available to show us things or they spent time mm-hmm. telling us things but not yeah, showing sure, us right, how to right. do the stuff yeah. Out to, to for me, and I hear a lot of people say it, so I can just say it confidently. They did not give us the life skills that were necessary for us to right. survive, and a lot of us are learning it as we parent our own children mm-hmm. or learning it along the way. So that's what I mean when I say they did a terrible job raising us. If we're talking about putting clothes on our back, shoes on our feet, if that's the barometer, great job. If, we, yeah, that was, that if was that's great. the barometer we want to use, they did an amazing job at that. But in terms of preparing us for actual life, I don't think that they did right. a very good job uh, with us in doing that. And Welcome to the cave with Mel Troy and Lace. The podcast with men to have a safe space. We on all platforms. You need to tune in. Hit the like button, subscribe, and share it with your friends. Welcome to Mel D. The podcast with men to have a safe space. Welcome to Mel D. Talking about kids in middle school. We got a middle school kid playing with your daughter. Yeah, I know. You be seeing them kids on that soccer yes. field? Yes. I'm telling you. It's crazy because... All right, so the the reason why, though, is because... The, Can we talk about this? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, okay. I don't give a damn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ain't like I ain't talked about it out loud. Uh, the, the issue, though, is... There are way more boys who want to play soccer than there are girls. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's easier for them to fill the teams for the age group. So then they're able to do five and six, seven and eight, nine and ten, this and that. But the girls' teams, because there's so little or few of them, if they try to do the age groups, they wouldn't have enough for teams to run a season. So they literally ah. have um, eight to ten. And that don't sound like a big gap. But it is. It, it don't sound like a big gap to most people, but when you think of the – way North Carolina is set up and how schooling is, if you're eight years old, you're in second grade. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. In North Carolina, an eight-year-old is in second grade. Mm -hmm. A 10-year-old is in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. So when you think of the, yeah, think about how that works. So she's, Maya's in second grade, but half of the girls that she's playing with are in fifth grade. So everyone's like, she's so little, she's so little. Yeah, because she's playing with with fifth graders who are on their way to sixth grade. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's a big age gap. But she be out there playing big, though. You can't tell she's in second grade the way she be pushing them girls around and stuff like that. That's what it is. Now, when I played, when I first played rec ball in fourth grade, I was playing against fifth and sixth graders. Yeah, but you were in fourth grade. You weren't in second grade right. playing against fifth graders. Oh, yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah. She legit in second grade. It's the GMO. And you seen them girls, though, how tall they are. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying, bro. Like when you saw when you put that clip up, I was like, "Bro, uh, more sap daughter out there." Drink. <laughs> hey, <laughs> on my life, bro, I never seen ninety nine on a soccer jersey in my life until I <laughs> was playing up against that girl, and they had, uh, she had that ninety nine on her back. I said, "God damn." <laughs> <laughs>
So listen. So I take it the larger the number, the bigger the person. The wider absolutely. the back. I, absolutely. The wider the back. Ain't the, that what they talking about now? Absolutely. <laughs> back. Wide big back. Wide, wide, big, big back. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The bigger the number. Hey. Uh, Lace, you ain't no, you, you a menace, you, bro. bro. Hell, that's what they talking about. So, I don't hey, make this stuff up. Y'all should see some of them kids. Y'all don't be out there on the field and stuff yet, but if y'all see some of them kids, bro, you be sometimes you be wanting oh, to nah, ask them where I they work it, at. I see it on the basketball court, man. I be like, where did, where did Jay find you, man? Like, hey, where, like, you, where you work at? I'm 10. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Well, you know that's how all them coaches do in basketball anyway. They just trying to stack their team so yeah. they can win and stuff like that. Nobody yeah. wants to be competitive. No, not at all. Not at all. They just want to dominate. They do want to be competitive, but they don't want to do the work to become competitive. Correct. So they Correct. try to they shortcut want it. Microwave it. That's what they microwave want. it. They microwave that's it. one thing I do like about uh, the team that your son is on mm-hmm. and uh, my nephew is on. Like, yes, those kids are talented, but they be they dogs. Oh, we get it in. Oh, they. Yeah. Dogs. Oh, we get it in. They be working, bro. They are straight up. They ain't dogs. got no choice though, and that's why I try to explain to people. So, because they see me um, sometimes posting miles um, working out and doing practice and all that type of stuff, and people are like, "Dang man, do he have, do he ever get a break? Do we ever get a chance to be a kid? This and that, whatever." No. And I'm like, "Look, he don't. I be like, he does not work out nowhere near as much as he." Could right. slash should be working out right. compared to some of these other kids. I'm yeah. like, we in the hoop stake, nigga. Like, mm-hmm. legit. Um, some of these kids is in the gym seven days a week. Right. Miles don't be in the gym seven days a week. I give him days off. I give him breaks because he is ten. I don't want to mm-hmm. wear his body out and stuff like that. But some of these kids is in the gym Every day. seven days a week, bro. Right. And you talking right. about number one already being behind technically in terms of basketball because he didn't really start. Hooping until he was eight. He was playing football all the time before that. Most of these kids started playing basketball when they was three, four, five years old. Mm-hmm. They already five years ahead mm-hmm. of where he is on top of being in the gym seven days a week. You talking about he need a break. Technically, I should have him in there more, you know, so he can catch up. But I'm trying to pace him, you know, and they're like, well, just just take him, just let him take a season off. Take it. I'm like, if he take a season off, he's behind. He's going to be two seasons behind. I'm like, like he cannot really take off, bro. Talk? Like, like, come on. What sense does that make? Now, it makes sense if your kid is just playing to just play. Right. Then he can play in the YMCA League. Right, And right. we ain't got to spend money, money, resources, et cetera, for right. travel, travel none of that. It's different. But if you playing competitive ball, right. it's different. Come on, yeah. bro. You it's can't, a different, you can't lose it's a different season. logic. Yeah. You can't. He'll be, too, he'll be too far behind, especially now that he's going to, and he's on his way to sixth grade. Yeah. He, he ain't got time for that. Yeah, he can't take off now, and especially now everyone's body's about to start changing, Correct. height disparity, all that yeah. about to start coming into play. People hitting puberty and stuff like that. He yeah. got no time yeah. for that. Yeah, no, that's real. Legit. I wish, but this is the sport he picked. I told him that was one of my things when before he was born. People always ask me what what sport you want to play, what you want to be. I said I'm never gonna pick a sport for him. I'm gonna let him pick his sport. He done tried it all: soccer, baseball, football, basketball. He chose basketball. I'm like, I don't care what sport you play, but you got to play one. Yeah. Basketball is the one that he picked. So if that's what you pick, all right, we're going to get it in. We're going to practice. We're going to train. We're going to work. We're going to do whatever, all the stuff that you got going on. So, you know, don't give it to me now. Well, first of all, we back. Welcome, we back. We, we, <laughs> welcome back. We talking about life. Forgot we doing a podcast. Hey, welcome, welcome back, back to the Melly D's podcast. It's your boy, Melly Mel. What's going on? It's your favorite truth teller, a.k.a. if you don't want to know, don't ask me. We back here for another edition, another episode. We in the building. What's going on? We it's back. your boy T. Roy, aka Kamehameha. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Jesus the Christ! Oh my God! 
Wow. <laughs> I'm wow. on my black nerd today. I'm on my blurred, you know what I'm saying? Rocking <laughs> rocking Goku and Vegeta, you know what I'm saying? Dragon Ball Z type joint, oh, you know man. what I'm saying? Hey. We in here. I know nothing of what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> it's a foreign language to me, but I do have some homies that's in there, so hey. Whatever flows. I do know what you're talking but about, Troy. I just want to explain. It's your that. boy, Dr. Life Coach Lace, aka NBA Oh Boy, aka if you're messing with me, you better get a Bible and a seatbelt. Cause we all okay. okay. And shout out early to my boy S dub for the fake love gear. We out here rocking it on the potty. If you want to get um inquiries about the brand, go to Snapchat, S dub919. He right down the road in Raleigh, making solid gear, and we rocking. Let's go. Yeah. Say less. Say less. Hey, bro, I ain't gonna hold you. Uh, next time you want some promo, send three. Okay, I just <laughs> I want to put that out there. You know what I'm saying? That's actually not a bad. That is a great idea. That is a great idea. If you want promo, send three. If if there's anybody else out there aspiring with their fashion, anything you got going on, tap in. I'm telling you, I'll rock you. Hey, I'm telling you, you better I'll get. Rock you. I, I'm, I'm putting you Shoot on. Shoot us an email. What's the email address? Look, you better get us for the low. Because today's price is not tomorrow's it's price. It's not going to be tomorrow's <laughs> price. Today's, today's price, price is not tomorrow's <laughs> price. I'm trying to tell you, get us for the low now. <laughs> We on the way up. I don't know if you've yeah. been paying attention. We on the way up. Get us while we on the way up. Because when we up, it's going to be too late. Different. It's going to be up. Different altitude. It's going to be too late. Different baby. altitude. Because the next video we put out and it do a milli, it's going to be too late. Because we already right at, we probably about like 25K right now on one of our uh, videos. Yeah, something like that. As far as, as, far as views. So uh, if uh, if the next one go a mil, <laughs> it's on, up bro. and it's stuck. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. It's going to be up and stuck. <laughs> you feel me? You feel it. me? I dig it. But yeah, shout out to the homie. Love it. Love it. Yeah, man. That's, that's good stuff. So yeah, we back on that, man. Like, uh, finally a couple weeks past school. School finally out. I'm on break. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm personally on break. Uh, <laughs> you know you boy. <laughs> that's what bad look, bees do. Hey, that's hey, what bad bees do. Look, you know what I mean? The kid's on break, but I'm definitely on break. That's what you bad know what bees I'm do. So it's, it's feeling good. Happy about summer. Uh, my boy on his way to sixth grade, uh-huh. you know, little fifth grade graduation, another milestone, stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, same, you know, same. that was that was a big deal, man. Oh, your kid going to sixth grade? Going to sixth grade? Say yeah, less. Going to you sixth grade? Saying? Sixth man. grade is a pivotal year. Yeah, that's the year I got punched in the face. Mm, well, I can tell you what's going, what's not going. <laughs> Put it out there, lace. I, I can I'll tell you what's not, not going to happen. happen. <laughs> Cause my child know <laughs> two piece and a biscuit two easy. We ain't asking no question. Bing bong bing. Come on, you so feel me? This- I would love for a teacher to call me like, "Hey, little mama got active today." Yes. yes. <laughs> so okay, I've been in that situation. <laughs> I know we got a topic and we are gonna get to it. Yeah. But, but since we're here, I've always wondered that. How do you teach a kid to defend themselves? Easy. Oh, I tell them. Easy. I mean, I mean, you yes, you could tell them, but then do you like show them moves? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't know. I've never had Clearly, a father. We work. Clearly, you don't know. Okay. I'm sorry. I, you I, got, I forgot. Because you got My bad, stuff. Bro. My bad. Clearly, bro. you don't I, know because you got Troy, stole off on. I'm, I'm apologize because I immediately started to judge you, <laughs> and then you did just remind me that you didn't have a father when you was younger. They ain't so got you, shit to do I, with I, nothing. A little bit. They ain't got nothing to do a with nothing. A little bit. First of all, if a nigga still off on you, got to fight. That's but, that's yeah, 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 yeah. But if no one showed you how to fight, yeah, I'm saying if no one showed you how to fight, you might be less likely. If no one showed you how to fight, you probably won't fight. Or if you never seen, you know what I'm saying. So I honestly, I ain't gonna lie, it's like a mix of both. I've kind of taught Miles how to fight, but he's also seen me get active too. So then he reenacting the stuff that he didn't see. Wait, hold on, hold on. That's what I'm saying. Wait, wait, We about to take away your blue check, bro. This is exactly why I deserve a blue check. 
exactly why I deserve a blue check. Terrible. I'm just saying. It's so being honest, we we keep it 100. Right. He's seen me get active. It hasn't been my best performances in my best situation. Probably not. But he's been able to witness. How old? When was this? What you mean? I never, I, I never heard this story. Is this the gym story? I mean, there's plenty of stories. Because I, this is true. I don't. I'm not one of those guys that try to walk around acting all tough. Oh, and it's no need like for that. But no if, for that. It, like you said, my trigger is quick. Mm-hmm. I get, I get mad fast. We talked about it before. If it turn on, it's on, and it's gonna stay on until it goes away. So it's just been in certain instances where I've not been able to control my switch. Sure, sure. And then sure. I go off. I don't give a damn where I'm at. Mm-hmm. It just. And then my kids happen to be there, family. I don't care who there. And there's been situations where I done got active and he seen me get active. So I think sometimes it's a mix of me teaching him mm-hmm. and then also him seeing me do stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he's reenacting what he's seen me do. Mm-hmm. Do I advocate for that? No. Do I think that's the best thing? No. Um, but I would much rather him. The one thing I teach all, my kids all the time, they nobody's punching bag. Right, you're not a punching mm-hmm, bag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if someone touches you, mm-hmm. however you respond after that, right, you know what I'm yeah, saying it's between yeah. you. I'm not advocating from the start the instant, right, right, but I definitely give him permission to finish it. Absolutely. So we if don't you start, don't we want, finish. if you don't want my child touching your child, mm-hmm. don't touch my child. Mm-hmm. He won't touch yours. That's mm-hmm. for the, well. Let me not say it. that's always the case because he will get active. I've seen him, but for the most part, if you don't want my child touching your child. Mm-hmm. Don't touch my child. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he will do that. So I'm just, I, yes, I do show him the techniques. I do teach him. And I tell him, if someone does do something to you to harm you, you have my permission to go off, whatever. And if the school call me, I'll talk to the school. I'll tell the school the same thing. You may get in trouble at school, but you're not going to be in trouble with me. Mm-hmm. So that's how I handle yeah. it. So is it one of those things like, you know, uh, Craig's pops and Craig in the bathroom? You, you got to use, use some. these. Hey. But you live to fight another you live day. Live to fight another day. Live to fight. No, I, I mean, a little different ha- raising a daughter. Um, but a lot of these young girls do get active, active. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, being witty enough to be able to talk um, and say slick things uh, in response to. But she knows, you know, if somebody touch you or whatever and you don't appreciate you go it. Go off. You got to do what you got to do. Bite, claw, scratch, whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna play your microphone closer. Yeah, to yeah, mind. yeah. So w- whatever it takes, but yeah, man. I mean, these, these kids these days, um, they have to have some lens of protecting themselves because we not with them every day, all day. Yeah, kids mm-hmm. can be mean, particularly going to middle school. That's gonna be totally, totally different, totally different world. Um, so you gotta be able to hold your own in some capacity. That's a whole nother animal. Yeah, just like I told you about the age gap because in North Carolina, like uh, when you talk about middle school, sixth, eighth grade. Miles about to be 11. He'll turn 11 after school starts. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he's going to be 10 when sixth grade starts, mm-hmm. and he turn 11. Mm-hmm. Some of the kids that are there are already 11, turning 12, 12 in sixth grade. So that means the seventh graders are 13 mm-hmm. or 12 turn, turning 13 or 13 turning 14, and the eighth graders are probably 14 or 15 oh, wow. years old. Pulling so yeah, ninth about, grade driving a car. You talking about a nigga? <laughs> you talking about a nigga that's ten years old gonna be in school with people that's fifteen mm-hmm. yeah. years old and stuff like that? That's a different animal. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah. a, you know, so it's just a learning, a growing, a different situation. So we got all type of conversations to have this summer about his body, sex, you know, sex and the body changing, strap the puberty, up a little man, like that. You know what I'm saying? So we got a whole bunch of conversations to talk about because I don't know what he gonna be exposed to, what he gonna yeah. learn, what them kids gonna be that talking about. That is big fat. And I much rather him hear it from me. Right, right, right. Didn't hear from one of the misguided kids who parents who daddy spend less than three hours a day with him or something like that. 
or don't have a daddy, not you. How you going to tell your kids not to talk to you after nine? Then you ain't spend no quality time on, with bro. them. I'm hey, bro, saying. I'm with them every day. All every day. day. All day. All day. So, yeah. yeah. So, that was up. Graduation happened. It was it was cool. Um, my man was excited. I, honestly, I thought he was going to cry because he he be getting emotional and stuff like that. Nigga, real sentimental. Um, but he didn't so, actually. He held a it graduation in. like a... Yeah, they had like a little ceremony, a little fifth grade graduation okay. ceremony mm-hmm. where they walked in, had a little, you know, music playing and stuff like that, called a name, walk up, get their little certificate or whatever. So he actually held it together. I think he was just ready to go. Right. And he was, right. you know, smiling, happy, cheesing and all that. And believe it or not, I realized how uh, innocent he still is compared to some of the other kids mm-hmm. um, in his grade. Mm-hmm. So like, while for the most part, while uh, a lot of the other boys were like, in the mix with the girls and mingling and shaking with the girls and all that type of stuff. Miles off to the side playing uh, foot soccer with some of the younger kids that was out there. That was, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm looking for him. I'm thinking he in the group with everybody else. I look over, he off to the side with some young kids playing soccer and all that. I'm like, this nigga is. <laughs> I'm like, he what? Is innocent. The hell? Yes. I'm, like, I'm like, how do we cultivate it's like that culture, ended right. but I'm right. like, but it's it's a beautiful thing that he feels innocent still, and sure. it's also innocent, scary, but it's scary as hell because I'm like, <laughs> this nigga's going to sixth grade, <laughs> right? And this right, is right. what he—that's yeah. three months from now. I yeah. got three months to scare straight this nigga into knowing that he <laughs> <laughs> to middle school. Yeah, no, that's real. That's real. Now my, I got a lot to do. My daughter, she broke down and she was like, it's just never gonna be the same. I'm gonna <laughs> oh, miss my. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss. I'm like, yo. Ain't nobody dying. Like, you, <laughs> y'all got all the means to stay connected. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, uh, you know, kicking it that way. But it is, it's, she was right. That's one thing she said that was accurate. It is never going never be to be the, same, be the same because you're growing up. You know what I mean? And I think, too, what a lot of kids don't realize is they think that friendship is forever. Mm. And sometimes Man. you got to be able to realize, like, people grow Seasons change, yeah, and you may not be friends with the same crew you have now, and that's okay. But yeah, yeah I think that's more so what it was. Um, that you know, it's never gonna be. We're not gonna ever be in the same place again, and that's true. So, never yeah, gonna yeah. be the same. Especially, I, I didn't realize this was a thing, but like parents be moving. Yeah, and when yeah. parents move, the kid gotta go right, too. Right, right, right. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. your friend that you had in fifth grade, you might not have him in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then parents are making different decisions for their kids. So your boy that you was in fifth grade with, you might not go to the same middle school with. Right, might not go right. to the same high school with. All type of stuff. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. People don't be understanding that though. But I'm elated about middle school because I'm about to save some coin. This private school <laughs> stuff is done. Uh, so I'm about uh, to save some coin. I'm excited. That's what's up. I, I ain't even mad at you. No, hey, real talk. real talk. I ain't even mad at you. So, so with that being said, both of y'all's kids they had a some had a ceremony, yeah. Right? yeah. And uh, here's the thing, but like back in the day, um, back in the 1900s, <laughs> when I was in when I was in school, I only remember one graduation, like, and that was when I was 18. High there, school. The high school. That was that was the only graduation I remember. Nowadays, cats is graduating from preschool. They graduating from uh, fifth grade. They gra- uh, they getting uh, graduating from eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Promotion ceremonies going into high school. So I, I, I uh, my coworkers actually brought up this conversation. I and because I was invited to one, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But one of my coworkers was like, these are the dumbest ceremonies. That I've ever- <laughs> Hey. And, and, but here's the thing, her kid 
graduated from preschool yeah. and she went and they had a great time. You from know, what preschool saying? to kindergarten, right? But nigga, and, man, listen with that. <laughs> but listen, but she, even though that's how she felt, she still went. And I, you know, in the, in the same instance as me, I'm like, yeah, that is kind of weird. Are we just giving kids trophies nowadays? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Or do we need to celebrate them because? They need to have something in front of them to be like, all right, I, I like this feeling of celebration today. When is the next one? You know what I'm saying? Twofold. Are they necessary? The answer is no. Um, do the kids often enjoy them? Yes. My daughter's was 15 minutes. That is a waste of my mother. <laughs> you could have you could have sent her certificate home, and I would have been fine with that. But I think the other piece from a mental standpoint is that it is grooming kids to expect a celebration for things nah. that they are supposed that they ought to, they have to achieve because if they don't go to school and who you go to jail as a parent <laughs> it's very simple so but it, it creates this um, expectation that I should be celebrated for things that I'm supposed to do we see that even with colleagues mm-hmm. that we have at work now. They want celebration and accolades. But this is your job. Like, this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, so I yeah, think yeah. there has to be a balance um, between celebrating um, promotions, those kind of things, um, in a sound way. So that's just my take. Do I have an issue with it? Not per se. Um, but I do think you have to be mindful of the magnitude of a lot of these celebrations. Because some of these things are, like, major. And it's like, yo, we put a lot of energy and resources in shit that... Johnny was going to sixth grade anyway. anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, I just think you have to be mindful of that. Um, I think I only remember a couple. I know for a fact I had a preschool, kindergarten graduation, something like that. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I remember seeing pictures mm-hmm. of it. Do I remember the event? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've seen pictures of it. I don't think that I ever had an actual fifth grade or eighth grade graduation ceremony mm-hmm. at the school but you know how black churches do at the end of the oh, school yeah, year yeah, with some yeah, stuff going yeah. like that they have some type of acknowledgement for you moving from one stage to the next or something or like something. that yeah or something like that. so big celebrations for me was obviously graduating high school stuff like that I think that's a, that's a major milestone did I really care about Miles fifth grade graduation ceremony no not really absolutely not um is it nice to take a moment to acknowledge yeah. the growth and development? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Look back, time flies, bro. I remember when this nigga was born. Now I'm talking about middle school. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to just stop and think and look and be like, yo, it's, it's about to get real. I got five mm-hmm. or six more years before this nigga probably out my house type of thing. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like. That's crazy. Um, you know, so it just brings you into perspective. So it was good to just sit there for a minute and just see him. Yeah. But, could we have done without it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really, and because I'm on the other side of the fence of it, I, to a certain degree, um, I understand the need to celebrate the kids and people for doing the right thing because we don't give enough balance to doing the right thing as we give to doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. If we gave the same amount of energy for doing the right thing, I think a lot of kids would probably lean more towards doing the right thing. But since there's this spirit of, I'm not going to praise you. I'm not going to reward you for doing what you're supposed to be doing. But if you do what you're not supposed to be doing, I'm going to give all hell fury sure, towards yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. for doing that. So, so to some degree, I um, do try to reward my kids for doing something that they're supposed to do so that they can at least see. And maybe that's because of me. And I'll explain what I mean by that afterwards. So that they can at least see that 
if I do do the right thing, this is probably some of the things that can come to me mm-hmm. for it. No, and I maybe that. I yeah. do that for them because I'm someone who grows weary and well-doing. Mm-hmm. If I uh, start to do the right thing and I don't see, not necessarily praise, but if I don't see growth or benefit from it, it'll be hard for me to stay on the right track. Mm-hmm. So sometimes those little nuggets of keep me going that way mm-hmm. so I don't veer off. So maybe because of how I am with growing weary and well-doing, I kind of sprinkle stuff on them to right, keep right, right. them you know, in the mix or whatever. But um, I think some of the celebrations, a lot of it are more for the parents than they are for the kids, if mm-hmm. I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. I think the ceremonies are more rewarding for the parents, more so like the parents getting them across the finish line, more so than the kids being celebrated for crossing the finish line. Mm-hmm. That is a great point. It is a good point. Should, good should, point. should this start being less about the kids and more about the parents. Because Definitely look, yeah. I, I I got I got family members who are teachers. I got family members who are administrators. I got friends who are administrators. They be going through some hell, bro. Mm-hmm. They be going through some hell trying to get these kids. And on top of that, you know, I I, I, I think this may be a, a, a case for celebrating it. Some kids don't end up getting to celebrate. And I'm we just recently saw um, stuff that happened out in Richmond, mm-hmm. uh, Virginia. You know what I'm saying? And it's like life is precious. Yeah. You know, can we cherish the moment that we got? Right. You know what I'm saying? So I actually might be on that part uh, leaning towards that um, because this is all new to me. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to lie. I saw my little nephew uh, in his little purple uh, graduation <laughs> uh, priest. My boy was pre- cheesing too. He was cheesing. And I looked at the picture and – I was I was mad. I was mad because no one told me. <laughs> <laughs> no one told me this, they was having a celebration for this kid. I would have taken off work. I was working from home, so I just would have slid down there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, but also at the same time, I am I'm totally with with lace. I am graduationed out, bro. Mm. I went to two graduations this year. I and I, I slid out early for one of them. It's like, bro. First of all. These speakers, what y'all talking about? Yeah, Nothing. Yeah, yeah. What are y'all talking about, bro? Like, I give a quick 15 minutes to the students. Keep it pushing. And let's keep it moving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we got to walk through all these names. Especially if you go through a high school graduation or a college graduation. Manly. Let's just keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? If, you got, if you're doing your individual class of preschool kids, of their little celebration, and there's 20 of them, hey, let's... let's is give each is give each kid and let's get to the cupcakes and juice. Let's like, get up out of here. On. Chop 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 chop. <laughs> let's get, get up out of here on. because I got stuff I gotta do. <laughs> First of yeah. all, it took me an hour to get this kid to settle down and get this daggone gown on. <laughs> I don't know this for sure, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> then I wanted to smack my spouse in the face because. She didn't get the cupcakes in time. You know what I'm saying, or whatever. Something is set up at the crib. So it's just like you causing a lot of drama for my for my house. Let's just let's let's get this going. You know what I'm saying? Because he don't even want to be here anyway. He I you told know. him he can have whatever he want tonight. He want tacos or he want he want sushi. Kids want sushi nowadays. Yeah, my daughter loves sushi, sushi nowadays. <laughs> Love sushi. They don't Mine want too. pizza. Love they don't want sushi. pizza. They sushi want sushi and Starbucks. It's Starbucks and crab legs. <laughs> not, not even the crab legs, short a, a seafood broil. A broil, yo, real a whole talk. broil, real talk. 
Real yeah, I wish That's we would have got a broil when we were kids. Listen. We got burnt hot dogs and hamburgers. Burnt Chicken won't allow for us. Ribs won't for the kids. You better eat this hot dog and be happy. <laughs> Nigga, we got hot dogs in a bag of chips. Plain Somebody chips. Somebody ain't got nothing to eat tonight. Yo, our parents used to use us as an excuse for them to get together. That's what they used to do back Absolutely. in the day. They used, we do like, that now. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah, we do that now. <laughs> Yeah, kids' birthday parties are for the parents. Absolutely, I'm t- it's for us to get together, let the kids entertain themselves. <laughs> they play with each other, entertain themselves. We all get a break. They go their way, we go our way. Yeah, we do that now. They ain't, that's a pass down from generation to generation. <laughs> I see African I proverb. See. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So we at the party, right? You at the party? It, you know, it's, it's for the, really for the parents. A kid come in crying. Ah, she hit me. How do y'all handle them type of situations? Find out who did it first. See, who you hit already want to get active. No, nigga. No, listen. First of all, if there's that many kids around, very good chance the kid got siblings, right? You come in there, so, mm-hmm. such and such hit you in the eye. All right, who hit you in the eye? Was it your own brother or sister? Because if it was, take your ass out. <laughs> Get out the room. Y'all go handle that. I'm getting tired of hearing this. Okay? That's number one. It ain't after nine. You know what I'm saying? That's that's, that's, that's number one. Number two, if it was somebody else's kid, what happened? What what were y'all doing that this... Mm -hmm. Did y'all run into each other? Was y'all fighting and got punched in the eye? You got to collect data. You can't just jump out the window. All these kids, 10, 12 kids running around. You got to get the data. That's number two. If it is something wild... Now everyone's upset because now you're ruining our evening. Okay, <laughs> you're, you're ruining my evening. You're supposed to be playing. We having a good time. Y'all up there fighting it. Y'all need to be sitting down, right? Or playing. So I'm just saying, it depends on depends on what happened, how you handle it. But it's largely for the most part, it's just not even worth it because kids cry about anything. He they playing too rough. He mm-hmm. pushed me. We bumped. He won't let me play with the and ball. And most of the injuries come when they doing something they ain't got no business anyway. Yeah, yeah. go have a seat. So let's talk that's, about that. They doing response. something they ain't got no business anyway. And then they get injured. So if you're already doing something you ain't got no business, get your ass out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> and go have a seat. Go sit down. Go play. Go get you some juice or something like that. I'll, I'll talk to you later. You fine? Go on. Go on. Yeah, because a lot of times it's just the emotions that are yeah. uh, that are hurt of, of, the, of the child. I'm telling you. For real. You'll be surprised how much... Okay, you ever seen a kid fall or scrape their knee or hit their head or something like that and they sit up and they're thinking about if they want to cry or not have you ever witnessed it oh yeah this, so they're they're trying to process it do i want to cry do i want to scream do I, and you can see it on their face they're thinking about it and depending on how everybody else around them acts about the situation a lot of time the kid will cry or not sure if they fall hit their head and everyone go oh the, the, oh, the mm-hmm. baby oh they're gonna scream you get one of them <laughs> If they fall, if they fall down, if they fall down and do something, and you look at them, you be like, "Hey, you all right? You good? You whatever?" Most of the time, they'll, you know, suck it up, and yeah. then you ask them what's going. They'll explain it to you or something, and sometimes they'll calm down. So it just depends on how everybody else. A lot of times, parents blow it up. Yeah, we blow it up, and you know, if we just calmed ourselves and took the the data in and made a decision, the kids will, you know, fall in line. Yeah, that's I, true. I had a little cousin one time. He will fall and. I would, if I'm watching them, I would go, and the parents would be like, "Don't, don't, don't, mm, don't even look at him. Don't even look at him. Don't even look at him." I'm like, he just fell though. Like his whole face is cracked on the whole side right there. <laughs> <laughs> just don't look at him. He'll be all right. Put his face back together. And he go on. He all right. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's I, honestly, I think that's one of the the um, the biggest things I think that I that I teach my that I teach my kids and. 
me and Sharita used used to have differing uh, differing opinions about it. She does it still sometimes, but me largely, I believe in give a man a fish he eats for a day. Teach mm-hmm. a man a fish he eats for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I teach them how to do things. I don't just do it for them. Right, right. You know, right, I show right. them how to show them how to do it. Just like um Miles, like he does little stuff on the stove, like cooking noodles and things like that. Like I taught him that when he was like eight or yeah, something like you gotta that. Yeah, know that. And Sharita was like, I don't, I don't want him touching stove, this and that, whatever, whatever. I'm like, well, the alternative is every time he wants something to eat, you gotta do. He it. gonna come in here and ask you to mm-hmm. do it, and you are gonna be laying down, you are gonna be comfortable, you ain't gonna want to get up, you ain't gonna want to whatever. But if you can show him responsibly how to use the stove, mm-hmm. if he's hungry, he can do it himself, right. or he learns how to fend or take care of mm-hmm. himself to a certain degree. So in the beginning, we was like. Going back and forth about it, but now Sharita like, go make your sister some noodles. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Maya be like, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm, I'm hungry. I want some noodles. And Sharita be like, ask your brother to make you some noodles or something like that. So it's like, okay, originally, yeah, you, you know, you was, you was against it, but now that you see that he can handle it or that he's grown to some degree and he's functioning on his own or whatever, then it's like a lot of times parents want their children to be so dependent on them, you know, that they mm. that they find offense in children being independent mm-hmm. right. I'm like the testament of your parenthood is how independent your child can be to a certain extent yeah, yeah. how yeah, yeah. can how can they do without you yeah yes. you know so if everything in their life depends on you you're not doing a very good job of parenting and that creates a uh, codependency. codependency down right. the line yes because yes. I mean I've seen it where you know kids in high school um, kids that are even college age really don't do much for themselves like parent literally does everything, everything. Um, and you setting them up for some form of, of failure down the line because what they go do when they in the real world? Like you go call your mama to do this, you go call your mama to married. do that, right? You know what I'm saying? Dysfunctional relationships, and I think that's something that is developed that we can oftentimes contribute to, and we think we're doing some doing good, but we're really doing something that is um, disheartening them down the line. You know what I mean? So yeah, dysfunctional relationships, even, codependencies. Even think about this with the stove piece. If you didn't teach him how to how to use it, who's to say that he still wouldn't touch the stove anyway? Right. So you give him, you you teach him, it's like, hey, this is hot. Don't put your hand on it. Mm-hmm. This is how you accurately use the temperature use you need right. to you know, use. Right. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So uh-huh. stuff like that. So yeah. give him, giving him the skills. I try to do that with him. He got one more year and then he's going to be washing clothes. He's going to be doing laundry. This is last year of me doing his laundry. You know what? Let me say this. That is a good point because I was that kid I didn't realize it until I got to college and a whole week went by and I needed some draws. And in order for me to get draws, I had to wash my draws. So I'm up here on the phone. Hey, uh, so my, how I, how I, how I use a, a, a washing machine, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then from there it was, it was up and it stuck, but still at the same time, why did it have to get to that point? You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like right. I, somebody right. should have been teaching me some, some skills back in the Basic day. Basic life skills. Yeah. Basic life yeah. skills, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he got one more year. And then he gonna be, I'm teaching him how to iron his own clothes, oh, how yeah, to wash yeah. his own, now do I his own laundry and stuff like that. that. I'm just, so he got light chores now. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, she she iron her, uh, iron her gear in the morning. See, I'm a know, year wash behind. Wash her own clothes, all of that. All of that. And I, I, I'll also say this too, like, um, it's, it's really important for, to get these kids up and ready because, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Like, my parents just was, cool with is Troy out of trouble and is he doing good in school? Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. But there, it has to be more than that. Yeah. yeah, You know what I'm saying? It's like, because if I'm out of trouble and I'm not in school, that ain't necessary. And, and I, uh, if I'm out of trouble and I'm doing well in school, that's really not a true testament of your parenting. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? That just means that I can assimilate well in, you know, in society. You know what I'm saying? And that, I might have been already wired to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But the skills and stuff that I can learn come from my, from, from, from parenting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to say that all of us are millennials. <laughs> Millennial kids' parents as a whole did a terrible job raising us. Oh, fact. So talk they, about it. They, Millennials' parents, we pretty much raise ourselves. Most of us raise ourselves, and we raise our siblings along the way because Watching most Zach of Morris. our most yeah. of our parents, <laughs> <laughs> because most of our parents were so busy getting to it mm-hmm. that we were left to learn most of the stuff by ourselves, mm-hmm. like either pursuing further education to get a promotion at work or putting more time at work or something like that, to where they weren't always readily available to show us things, or they spent time. Mm-hmm telling us things but not yeah, showing sure, us right, how to right. do the stuff yeah go to school don't bring no babies home why do i need to go to school though like teach me about why i need to be going to school mm-hmm. teach me about how to handle my money before i realize i got bad credit in this two days told me show me how to responsibly handle a, a credit card or something like that or tell me about you know how as soon as i turn 18 i'm gonna get six credit cards in the mail yeah and i think right. i got all you know all this access to something that i don't mm-hmm. even know how to use like they did not I, to, to, for me, and I hear a lot of people say it, so I can just say it confidently, they did not give us the life skills that were necessary for us to right. survive. And a lot of us are learning it as we parent our own children mm-hmm. or learning it along the way. So that's what I mean when I say they did a terrible job raising us. If we're talking about putting clothes on our back, shoes on our feet, if that's the barometer we want to use, they did an amazing job at that. But in terms of preparing us for actual life, I don't think that they did right. a very good job uh, with us in doing that. And I think the reason why most of us as millennials are so exhausted is because of all the stuff that we're doing and trying to teach ourselves and trying to mm. parent and pass it on to the next group as well. Like mm. we we felt like we were largely behind already and now we overcompensating to catch yeah. up or, yeah, yeah. you know, navigating the space, stuff yeah. like that. So I'm just, it's not talked about enough. And even, you know, uh, aspects of how to provide, et cetera. Cause I mean, I know for my, my upbringing, you either going to the military or you're going to college. Facts. And it could have been like, well, you could have got a trade. You could have done a lot of different things that give you a sustainable income, no debt, all the but none of those, from my knowledge that I recall, none of that was ever really talked about. It was like, this is what you gotta do if you wanna be successful. That's not necessarily yeah. um true. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of that also boils down to their experience of what they may not have had access to True. those kind of things as well. So now it's a, it's a full blown, it's a lot of life skills um, that were left on, on the table that we were left to figure out. Cause I remember um, college, I mean, literally you go out, fill a credit card application, you got $20,000 at your fingertips <laughs> like that. Thank you. I can just yeah. pay it later. Right. I'll just pay it later. But like those kind of things, like legit, legit, you know what I'm saying? So And the philosophy behind it. Correct. Like, right, right. The, the the statement don't bring no kids home why right yeah. yeah like we always going to these baby showers it seemed like we having fun when we go there yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying yeah, you dragging yeah, me to these yeah. joints you brought what? me home <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> so what's the philosophy behind it and to be quite honest with you a lot of the philosophy behind it is is a story mm-hmm. it's a story that someone lived but it's not shared mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying it's mm-hmm. like you You've seen it. Well, you know how your uh, cousin uh, Teresa and them was. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. 
I, this I'm not sure y'all parents do that do this, but do y'all parents ever be like, you know such and such, don't you? No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Cause back in eighty, uh, back in eighty three, I wasn't born in eighty three. Right, right, <laughs> right. I'm not sure if your parents do that. So they think that you already know the very things that they've experienced and stuff like that, but they don't. We don't. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say we, cause I don't. And because you never told me those stories. Um, I don't necessarily, uh, I, I don't know the reasoning of why you're saying the very things that you're saying. Mm-hmm. Because we grew the up why. in the I told you so era. The why. Yeah, because yeah. I told because you I so. Because I said so. Mm-hmm. Because I said so. And that does not work no more. And I know that we as parents, a lot of times as parents feel like um, we own our children. Yeah. In a sense of mm-hmm. you, do what, you do what I say. Because I said so. Mm-hmm. Because I said so. Don't give me no back talk. Don't give me no lip. And uh, I give my children the freedom a little bit to ask. Mm-hmm. Because if it's gonna help you further do what I want you to do by me giving uh, some smart of uh, some sort of explanation, sure, that's fine. I can do that, um, and it also allows them to think and process and develop their own thoughts and opinions. Because if I do it to them now, where I dismiss every thought that they have, they'll be less likely to share their thoughts as they mm-hmm. grow yeah, older yeah, because yeah. they're worried about <clears throat> being dismissed or shut down or anything like that. So I give them a little bit of freedom to ask questions. We do not live in the "I told you so." Fair. Or because I said yeah. so, error anymore. Mm-hmm. There's way too much uh, access to information for them. So if you ain't gonna tell them, somebody else, somebody will. else is mm-hmm. gonna tell. Or them. they'll find it out themselves. They gonna find out, yeah. find out for themselves. So um, depending on the situation, it is because I said so. Mm-hmm. And then the other plans is like, well, because of this, mm-hmm. or this is why I'm saying X, Y, and Z. And then it's more like, oh, yeah. and then you'll see how quickly they'll just. Mm-hmm. Go do what you want them to do because you've explained have understanding the importance of it, and then yeah. they more willing, more likely to do it. I don't need to do all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all that getting, get wisdom, understand, get wisdom. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Kevin Hart got a joke. Uh, his daughter's asking him um, a million questions. She's like, "What's that, daddy?" He's like, "Oh, that's a car." He's like, "Oh, what's that, daddy?" Uh, you know, that's a. Uh, that's something else. Oh, uh, what are you doing now, uh, Daddy? I'm programming uh, this number in my phone. What does program mean? <laughs> um, well, uh, t- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to be prepared. Yeah, be prepared sure. to to to. And I think it all boils down to patience. Our parents didn't have patience. Mm. They were trying to get on to the next one. I'm not sure about y'all's parents, but my, my mom, she had two jobs. You know what I'm saying? And so she was getting off a job to pick me up, to drop me off somewhere to go to another job. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So she didn't have time to explain to me. It was just like, it, she, well, 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 for, for lack of better words, she, would say, she was basically saying, trust me. But she didn't say, trust me. She just said, nigga, shut up. <laughs> just do what I told you to do. Um, and uh, and I don't. I guess in this era, we're realizing that, you know, it's a need for patience with our children. It's like sometimes we have to pause life, evaluate what's more important at the moment, and, and go with, all right, I, I might have to drop this educational jewel upon you yeah, right now. Yeah, for sure. Sure, you took us a different direction than I was expecting you to take us today. We talking about? I, I mean, we, 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 we said we were talking about mean, graduation. We was gonna be talking about graduations, but now we talking about the philosophy of parenting yeah. and our <laughs> and, and our upbringing, <laughs> our, our upbringing, and our, our rearing, you know, um, and our and our experiences and things like that. Um, I think, uh, and we talked about this before. Is it's crazy how 
in I'll say in the black community for for example, especially in our in our age range, parents are not always expected to give us everything that we should have, but as they get older, we're expected to provide resources, care, and provision for them as they grow in age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So instead of being in the generation where they're leaving us things, we're in the situation where we got to provide stuff for them oh, yeah. as they age. Mm-hmm. So there's no passing. If I'm expected to be leaving something for the next generation of my kids, how am I going to do that if I'm also taking trying to take care of a parent right. who was supposed to leave me something? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you were supposed to be passing it down to me so I could pass it down to them. But you passing it but up. But you passing it up. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm split. I'm in two I'm in two directions. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to use my grandma real quick. <laughs> I love my grandma. I know she going to listen to the potty. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> for example, my grandma up in eight, up in eight, 70 something, was working, 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 wanted to retire. So my dad is talking to her like, okay, you want to retire. What do you have set up to retire? And my grandma is real spiritual. Mm-hmm. Her and Jesus are first cousins. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all know that or not. <laughs> but she is like, well, God going to supply all my needs. Okay. She's like, God going to supply all my needs. So I'm going to retire. I'm just going to retire. And my dad, using his logical brain, is like, how are you going to retire? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, how are you going to retire? Right. Basically, he's try- asking his mama, how, how are you going to live if you retire and you ain't got no money? And she just like, God going to supply all my needs. He's getting frustrated. This nigga's tight, okay? <laughs> he's tight, tight. And you know I know he's tight right. because he's bending to me about oh, it. Right. So uh, I know that he's upset, right? So I let him get it all out. And he's like talking about God going to supply all my needs. And this. I'm like, well, technically, she's not lying. <laughs> right. I'm, like, technically, I'm like, technically, she's not lying. He is going to do that. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But he's like, yeah, but what? she ain't got no savings. She ain't done it, this and that, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, well... Put in perspective, and this is why I say I'm trying to be like my dad when I grow up. My dad bought my grandma a house. Mm-hmm. He pays the mortgage on the house that she lives in or whatever. So I'm like, listen. I'm like, I'm like, listen. God going to supply all her needs exactly. through, your through you. I'm like, through you. He going to supply all the needs because yeah. you, she already got, say, okay, she had a car. Car's almost paid off. She had like three payments left or something like that. Sure. Car almost paid off. Mm-hmm. Ain't like she need a new car. Where's she right. going? She ain't going nowhere. She ain't yeah. going nowhere, yeah. You pay the mortgage on the house that she lives in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, what else do she have after that? Maybe cable and internet? Yeah. Her cell phone bill? Yeah. Her little SSI check, whatever she might get or whatever yeah. they get. Play money. It's probably going to take care. I'm like, so... Yes, God is going to supply Sorry. all her needs through you. Through you, yeah. he, you. I said, sometimes this, you it's created, the avenue. I'm sometimes like, yo, it's the avenue. You created this, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. Created this monster, or whatever. So, yes, she is going to do that. But then I look at him, and I'm like, my dad got four kids. He got what five grandkids, four mm-hmm. or five grandkids, mm-hmm. a wife. You trying to supply for yourself, your wife. Your four kids, you your five it, grandkids, yeah. Yeah. and your mama, mama, and your mama. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm 30, 36 years old. I can't imagine. I got two kids. I stopped at two. I looked mm-hmm. at him and said, no, no, thank mm-hmm. you. I don't mm-hmm. want nothing you got going on. <laughs> I stopped at two. And I'm like thinking about being in my 50s, 50s, you know, years old. I'm like, I'll be asking him sometimes. I'm like, how are you living? Mm-hmm. How, how are you surviving? You know, doing all the stuff that you're doing, the expectation of, I got to make sure my mama's straight. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I got the demands of my wife. Obviously, I got to take care of that. Mm-hmm. And then you got four kids. I'm obviously the oldest and most stable out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And, they be uh, listening to this podcast. Yeah, I know they be. They know. <laughs> them niggas know. Uh, 
But it's just like, bruh, I cannot, and because I'm thinking about my mama now. Like, yeah. my mama's getting up in age and stuff like yeah. that. And I'm like, bruh, if this is what sons are supposed to do for their mama and stuff like that, I got to get some more money. Yeah. I'm like, I got I to gotta get to it. So then it's like no one ever really talks about that as it relates to us. How we, now I'm going to be at some point managing up. Right. Because yeah. I got to take care of that too. I got to supply that. When is like, there is the, is there a cutoff? Is there a cutoff or am I, as a son, am I supposed to just be like, you know, it is what it is. That's my mama. That's mm-hmm. my family. I just, this is the burden that I carry. And then, you know, you jump on it. Because some people I know hey. will be like, hey, I don't owe my parents nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, yeah. Yeah. Nah, I don't nah, owe my I, parents I don't, I don't subscribe to that. But I think you can only, um, you can only do what you can. Um, and I think we had a conversation offline with some um, uh, in our group chat uh, about this. But you can't be burdened with the burden of others, but you can help them navigate that. But you have to be able to draw a line in the sand. This is what I can do to assist. And that might not be everything, but this is what I can contribute to to help you along um, the way. So, Because you aren't involved in all the decisions and choices that they make to put themselves in said situation. Right. Not to say, no, I can't do anything. It's not my responsibility. No, it is a certain level of responsibility, mm-hmm. but this is what I can contribute to mm-hmm. to help you through um, the situation. So that's how I, how I view it. You know, Tim Legler, uh, former NBA player, he was telling a story. I think it was Tim Legler. He was telling a story about how he was um, – talking to one of his teammates and he was like they was talking about money and stuff like that and his teammate was like yeah man um i got i gotta get this money back to home he's like why you gotta get your money back home he's like because people are dependent upon me Mm -hmm. i've got to take care of these people and tim legler was like i don't take care of nobody but myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and i think uh, i say that to say this in the black community that's just for some reason that's just how it is bro for, for for a long time, we have been put in the position where that when Big Mama get old, somebody got to oh, some, yeah. somebody got to do something for her, you know what I'm saying? Like and um, and I, I've actually had that 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 conversation with myself. It's like, so what's that going to look like? Because I might have to take care of two. I might have to take care of two women, my grandma and my mama. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, not my grandma. I think she's going to be straight as far as financially. You know what I'm saying? I just got to make sure she's. Her health is taken care mm-hmm. of, you know what I'm saying, and at and at one point, you know, I, I can't do anything else for her health, you know what I'm saying, because age, oh age sets in and stuff like that. But for my mom, it's just like, it's it's gonna be a tough one, man, because stubborn as a mule, mm. mama. I hope you listening to this. I want you to let you know right now, you are stubborn, <laughs> and I'm your son, and I'm just as stubborn as you. So I get it from you. My mm-hmm. wife tells me I get it from you. That's what she said. So, uh, <laughs> so be mad at her. Troy threw his wife under the bus. Yeah. Big, big under the bus. Eighteen wheeler. But um, so it's it's gonna be tough because not only is gonna be that financial piece for me, it's also gonna be the the health part too on top of that. But then also dealing with my mama's stubbornness because I can hear her right now. I'm like, Ma, I need to put you in a place where people could be be able to take care of you. Uh-uh, I'm gonna take care of myself. I'm gonna stay at the house. That ain't a that ain't right. gonna, that ain't the move, right. yeah. ma. You can't stay at the house. You didn't fell down the steps six times. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got you ain't got no more hips. You got one more good fall. <laughs> you got one more good fall. You got, yo, because real talk, because I got an aunt right now who's ninety one, who does not. I know she don't listen to this podcast, so I can talk about her. She's ninety one years old and refuses to live with anybody else. Mm-hmm. One day they called her at the house. She didn't pick up the phone. This nigga been stuck on the toilet for three days. Mm. 
And she lived? Yeah, yeah. But she cut she ain't had a strength. <laughs> <laughs> What nigga? Another hey, time. Another time. <laughs> Another time. Listen, I'm telling y'all the truth. I'm telling y'all hard facts. I'm telling you hard facts. <laughs> <laughs> and she's still cooking for herself at 91 years old. She'll be 92 this year, bro. <laughs> so she was on the shit for three whole fucking days. Ain't nobody. It wasn't really. I'm exaggerating. Oh. But, it, but she was on there for a minute, bro. Oh, okay. She was on it for a minute. Okay. Another time. She was in the she stuck in a tub. She couldn't get out the tub because you know them old they, they don't know nothing about taking no showers. Right. So yeah, she yeah. laid up in the tub for hours, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, don't laugh at my aunt like that, <laughs> nigga. I'm laughing because I tried so hard, bro. <laughs> if you realize how hard I was working to be. You know, what? And really listen to what you were saying, bro. I got another time. 91 now. Jesus. 91. 91. So, old-fashioned. She's one of the types that, Uh. one, you got food scraps. You don't throw them away. Throw them outside. Please, y'all. You trying to get us to be on this You know what I'm talking about. Like, in the country, you don't throw food food scraps away. You don't throw them away. You throw them outside. To like for animals or something or for, you know, to build up the ground or something like that. It's oh, just I what something that something okay. old okay. folks do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you got an apple core, you don't put that in the in the um in in the uh in a trash can, you just throw it outside. Somebody come by and eat it, uh, you know, whatever. You're not from the country, so I'm not I'm, I know you know that's what I'm saying. You educate me, you're trying to get me to jump on this train with you. So she is going outside to throw away scraps, right? <laughs> She's throwing away scraps. Well, her he her her house is on a hill, so she walking outside. Next thing you know, she slip on a leaf. <laughs> she slips on a leaf, and she does not wear her life alert thing. She doesn't wear. So she stuck outside, bro. Listen, listen to me. She stuck outside. She can't get up. The only thing that saved her from or, or brought it. The next door neighbor's dog was just barking for no reason. And the next door neighbor, as nice as it, why is my dog barking? Go outside. My 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 great aunt stuck outside. I I, I fall in and I can't get up. Mm. She was basically that commercial right there. And that's the only way she got saved. The stubbornness. So, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I'm trying to make a point, Mel. Mel, I'm trying to make a point. You laughing at my problem. I'm trying to make a point. The point is this. Not only do you have to deal with the financial burden, the health burden, but the stubborn burden. Mm. Because it's going to be really, really tough to try to get these people who were born in the... the, uh, uh, I'm not sure when y'all's parents were born. 60s. 60s. I think my my mom was born in the 60s. My My grandmother was born in the 40s. It's gonna to be tough to try to get these stubborn people to to um to go against their normal routine for that for the sake of their well being because they they think oh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be able to take care of myself. You could, but in my mind, you're not taken care of, and I'm thinking about that joint all the time. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't do right by you, who what does that say? What does that say about me as a son? Right, right. But you're gonna do right if they. 
contribute to the vision of doing right. That is true. Because if you walking outside, slip on a leaf, and check up out of here, <laughs> that is that's nothing that you did. <laughs> like I mean, like you outside for three days, and the animals that you was going to feed just start nibbling on your old ass. I mean, what do you want me to do? That has nothing to do with you, bro. <laughs> The crazy thing, though, well, I ain't going to say crazy. I think the harder thing for you is that because you technically an only child, you know, there's not another sibling to help you carry the load or carry the weight. But even in instances where there's more than one sibling, there's usually always one sibling, the sibling who yeah. steps up and does it, and then yes. all the other siblings go off They're and live doing their, their best thing. lives yeah, and do yeah. their own thing, and they never yeah. check in, and then never you ask. mad because they doing this. Then you right, mad that right. they live in their yeah, life yeah. and you chose, yeah, yeah. and then you expect them to, to make the sacrifice and do the thing, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. So it's always that dynamic. Yeah. Um, but again, it's the situation of our parents not doing what they're supposed to do right? to put themselves in a situation to be taken care of, and now we feel like it's our burden or responsibility to do what they didn't do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. Like, <clears throat> some people are of the mindset, I don't owe my parents nothing because they did what they were supposed to do with taking care of me. I didn't ask to be here. You know, that's people's thought. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't ask for it, I don't have to be appreciative for it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. But that's most people's take. I didn't ask you to do that, so I don't have to yeah. say thank you type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people are of the thought, I don't owe my parents nothing. So if they get old and decrepit and they can't, you know, take care of themselves, that's on them. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. other people feel like they owe their parents everything. Right. Because they got them to where they are. So um, is there, well, you kind of answered it already. I, that would be... This is it's balance. So you got to find a balance. balance or whatever. Because again, say for instance, um, your parents get your parent gets older, um, or they have a health condition, dementia, something like that. Whatever the case may be, some people have to make the hard decision. I need to put them in a home so they yeah, can yeah, be yeah. taken care of because I don't have the resource, time, or whatever um, to be present twenty four seven to take care of them. Right. Granted, that may not be the outcome that they want, but that is the, what is best for them. So essentially, it's about doing what is best for the individual, regardless of if they want to try to take care of themselves. Obviously, that's not working out if you continue to fall and injure yourself, those kinds of things. Um, so making those hard decisions to put them um, in a position where they can have longevity in what they are navigating and dealing with. Because, uh, you know, just saying no to it, I don't owe them anything, nah, yeah, I don't I don't subscribe to that. I don't subscribe to that at all. Now we got to put cameras in our house at all angles. right. Right. <laughs> I mean that's another way, and an, I mean another thing to realize, as you mentioned, Mel, one sibling stepping up, etc. I mean you got to think too, like with um, my family, my dad got multiple siblings, my mom has multiple siblings, um, but literally only one of them out of all the siblings generally do all Step the work. Up, right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but yeah. everybody got something to say or something to add or this is what I think you should do, et cetera, et cetera. Y'all not in it every day, so being able to tune out that noise and see what is. Um, Accurate and best for the individual is is always key. And this is, I don't even know if we want to go here or not, but we here, so I'll, I'll just go ahead and I'll, I'll, I'll say it. So I don't have kids. Nigga, who going to take care of me? Right. Right. And that joint, that joint, that joint, I, and I don't want to put the burden on someone else who's not necessarily who's not responsible for me. You know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. I wasn't responsible for. And I feel that. And but, so yeah. and so now I gotta I have to make sure <laughs> I 
I'm really gonna be dependent upon the Lord gonna take going to provide. <laughs> <laughs> and he will. And he will. But I think too, I think you mean you have to you have community. <clears throat> So, I do, within, but y'all niggas gonna be just as old you, as me. I appreciate that. Hey, you, Ray and gonna, and hey, I'm, about no. late. I'm about to say the exact same thing, Lace. You gonna be like Ray and Claude, Ray and Claude Gibson up, this up a roof. <laughs> At the Yankees game, old and sitting at the just gonna oh. bust up in them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so now I, you know I got to think about that, and I appreciate that because um, it's, it's good to know. It's good to know because in the, in the back of my mind, I'm still trying to. Play that through is like, all right, so what's this going to look like? I got to build up my 401k. I got to make sure that I have investment so that when time comes, mm-hmm. I can cash out if I need to, if I need that cash, mm-hmm. because I'm going to have to end up paying for somebody in order to take care of me. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, God bless my uh, my sisters uh, and stuff like that. And, you know, they. Um, I'm not sure if y'all ever heard this saying, uh, saying before. I think Bootsy actually said, he said, Hey man, you gotta have daughters, or maybe uh, Charlamagne God is like, you gotta, you gotta have, have daughters, daughters because your daughters will take care of you yeah. when you get old. You know what I'm saying? She's she gonna be arguing with her husband. <laughs> My daddy come to live with us. Lorel <laughs> said that. Yeah, that was Lorel. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I have sisters, but you know we're distant. You know what I'm saying? And um, and as far as relationship, I'm trying to build those that relationship, and I'm pretty sure they would, you know, probably step in or something like that. But I, I I'm not I'm not trying to put that burden on them, you know what I'm saying, and so it's just like it's like man, uh, uh and w- so in talking about that joint, like I'm like man, I, I'm having to think all the time. All right, let me get my 401k up, let me get my SSI up, you know, all that type of stuff, and it's it, it's a, it's it's a rough one to dig on. Mm-hmm. It's a rough mm-hmm. one to dig on. Um, I know that it seems like an unfortunate situation. But the situation is almost forcing you to do what everyone else's parents should already should be doing. doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So you already doing what you should be doing because of the situation. A lot of people I feel like are not doing what they, they should be doing yeah. because they like I got kids, right. I got grandkids, mm-hmm. I got you know what I'm saying, etc. Yeah. And I think that's a difference. But to Lace's point, you got community. You know what I'm saying. So you ain't necessarily got to be. Uh, down in the dumps about not having kids to be there to take care of you because some people got plenty of kids and none of them show up right. to do I mean excuse Love me that. I, was, I was not <laughs> doing good I, was, <laughs> he just I know about I was doing good too I, I was doing good but I just thought about it <laughs> none of them show up to do to do nothing and uh, I think it would be much easier to deal with of the thought of saying I don't have this thing because I don't have kids versus having kids that you raise and then they not be there to right. sure, support sure, sure, you or sure. take care of you. I think that would be a way worse experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's real. This was deep. Yeah. That was deep. Yeah, it's real. I thought it was going to be funny because I knew for sure y'all was going to be like anti-kid graduations. I knew y'all was going to be anti, but y'all actually... You surprised me. I knew you was going to say what you was going to say, but you surprised me. What did I say? I said I support it. You know, you said F that. They don't need that. They don't need it, but I support it. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. And I knew, I knew for sure you was going to be 100% it's the dumbest thing I've ever gotcha. done. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> it's up yeah. there. Yo, yeah, definitely. Just because of some of the stuff. Well, if I had Lace Experience where it was 15 minutes, I could have yeah. done that. That joint was like an hour and a half. Yeah, nah, They got an actual been. commencement speaker. They yeah, doing presentations. Nah, people nah. singing songs, all type of stuff. I'm like, bro. Get my nigga this damn certificate so we can... And let's roll so I can throw it in the back I got a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got a reservation at a... <laughs> Keep this thing rolling. I got a reservation at a Japanese steakhouse. Nigga, I ain't trying to be... <laughs> be sitting here all day. Oh, man. my goodness. Man, that was fun. Hey, 
Well, as usual, man, this was very introspective, uh, very deep conversation, less humor, as I was expecting. But, you know what I'm saying? As always, we appreciate you rocking with us. This has been the Manly D's Podcast. And until next time, we out. <laughs>